Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to the How They Blog podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with inspiring bloggers and show you how to build a blog that makes a difference. After you listen to this episode, head over to howtheyblog.com for all the show notes, more interviews, and resources to help you grow your blog. Hey friends, welcome to the How They Blog podcast. Today I'm chatting with my friend Crystal Stein. She works for Encourage.me and she blogs at crystalstein.me. And she has done VA work for me in the past and she's honestly one of my favorite friends online to chat blogging stuff with. So I thought I'd bring you in on our conversation because we were talking about how to balance blogging with everything else. This is a hot topic that I get a ton of emails about and that comes up probably in most podcasts that I record because it's so hard to do. It's hard to find that balance, to not spend too much time blogging or or not spend enough time or not see enough growth. So we're going to dive into a little bit of that today. We're going to talk about a few different things, you know, the normal stuff, how to get things done, how to plan, how to automate some of our blogging activities, how to work in batches and how that can help us. But then we're also going to talk about blogging breaks and why they're important and the right way to take breaks and the wrong way to take breaks. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Crystal and I have a ton of fun chatting, so I'd love for you to join us. Let's dive into the conversation now. Hey, Crystal, thank you so much for being on the How They Blog podcast today. How are you? Good, Kat. How are you doing? I am doing very well. But I think by the end of today, I will have used all my words. Uh, what, what, what is that number? They said there's a certain number that they say that everybody uses. Is it like 10,000 words? It's like 10,000 words. You're going to use all 10,000 plus some today? I think I will. I think I will because I am trying to be a good mom and not have any interviews scheduled for the entire summer so that anytime my kids want to go to the pool, we can go to the pool and I never have to say, I'm sorry, kids, we can't because I'm about to do an interview. So it, I am doing all my interviews in the next, you know, in the court. It's been about a month that I've been working on them, but um, for both podcasts. It would be hard to podcast underwater at the pool, it, I think. So. You know, it really is. The mic just doesn't really like that. There's this bubbling sound and yeah, it's just. The sound quality might be a little off. Yeah. yeah. Probably a good plan all around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm trying to record them all and it's, it's been a little bit of a challenge. I mean, it's been good because I feel like it's giving me a crash course in recording and and trying to be even more efficient than I have been with the whole process. So it's been good, but it's definitely been a lot because at the end of the school year, it is just crazy. It's like I call it the gauntlet because there is just so much going on. And it seems like every day there's a new thing happening. Oh, let's now add on this entire field day that all moms need to be at in the hot sun. Or then let's add on an overnight field trip here. So Um, and then, you know, I'm and you probably know our family goes on a big, giant uh, road trip after school lets out. Which is so fun. What a fun thing to look forward to. You know, I, I always think that. (laughs) Um, except for right now, because we, um, so I have a birthday, one of my kids' birthdays coming up and I have all these podcasts I'm recording, trying to get all my content ready for the summer. And then I have to pack for five people for a two and a half week road trip all over the world. So it's great. And I love it. And I'm not actually complaining, but my head is swimming a little bit right now with all the different things that I'm trying to juggle because I want to be able to do it all. And Ah. That's not always possible 
It's not. No. It's not. And so are you actually going all over the world or are you just <laughs> staying in the United States or is Canada included? Because then we could say it's a world um, I have, I, I might have exaggerated just a little bit. We, <laughs> just, just, a, just a small bit. We're going to D.C., Williamsburg, Alabama, and Arkansas, well, which are often vacationed all in the same trip. Often. That is usually the go-to tour. Um, Williamsburg does feel a little bit like its own world, so I think that you could probably count that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I will be sure to give updates on the podcast about those trips. But um but yeah, so I'm trying to get all of this done and and I've had to be just focused and intentional and one thing that I have found that for me really really helps when I'm trying to get everything done because blogging feels like there's just everything because there's always more that we could do is to kind of work in bursts and to be really focused so like for the past few weeks I've been really focused on just recording all my content and that has been what I have targeted towards and try to spend my time on. And then that way during the summer, I don't have to record anything if I don't want to so that when I do have time to get back into recording interviews, I have, you know, I've recuperated. I've recovered, recuperated. <laughs> you've, stored up, you've stored up all your words so you have extra again. <laughs> right, right. So, so that really helps. But I know that, you know, that's a challenge for you too because you blog and you work for Encourage and you're a mom. And a wife and all that sort of stuff. So how do you balance all the things that you do? It is more of a juggle than a balance, I think. And usually something gets dropped. Um, But, you know, I think that that's one of those questions I get all the time. And it's crazy. I have women who ask me, how do you do it all? (laughs) And I don't. Um, You know, it's choosing to make a conscious effort to chase the dreams God's given me and do the tasks that are necessary and then being okay that some things aren't going to happen because some things just aren't going to happen. If I choose to spend an hour writing content for my blog, that means the dishes aren't going to get done or, um, you know, working from home is amazing, but it means that my daughter's in daycare. And so there's always that give and take. And so um, I think that for me, it's just, making sure that I have a plan and knowing, okay, so this week or this month, this is exactly what needs to happen. And then making sure that that's what happens because I think we can get so caught up in, oh, look at what she's doing and look at what that blogger's doing and look at what everybody's saying I need to do. And I should also be a speaker and I should write books and I should blog and I should be on Twitter all the time and I should create amazing graphics and I should probably start my own podcast because that's the thing to do. And um, it's amazing and people love them and I should maybe have a subscription service on my site. And there are so many options of things to do that if you don't have a plan for exactly what it is you want to achieve and the goals that you want to meet, you can absolutely paralyze yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you suddenly realize that the things that you're dropping in the juggle are the important things and not the things that you're okay letting go. Mm -hmm. And and it's almost like you end up just scurrying around from thing to thing and never actually getting anywhere. Yes. And yes, one, one person that's really inspired me when I think about juggling everything and staying focused on one course is Ann Voskamp. Because if you think about it, (laughs) She is this very well-known blogger, well-known author, 
she's essentially written, you know, one book. I mean, well, <laughs> two, but, you know, one general theme has been her theme for years and years. And she hasn't done, you know, 10 million different varied things. And she's been very focused on what she does. And I just, there's something, you know, there's the part of me that loves to start new things and, Mm -hmm. you know, try these different projects or get a new idea and then run with it. But then there's also this part of me that is a little bit against the grain of the rest of who I am, who just loves the idea of going really, really, really deep on one topic or or doing one thing. And I think that's kind of what I've been doing lately with podcasting. It's definitely Mm -hmm. my sweet spot more than more than writing a whole bunch is. And so I've been focusing a lot more on podcasting. But um, yeah, because yeah. when we just bounce back and forth, it's just like a ping pong ball. And- it is. And it it feels like you're not getting anywhere because you're mm-hmm. not, you, you know, and I think that whenever you can focus and maybe you choose to say, you know, maybe it's not for eternity for the lifetime of your blog. Maybe you just say for the next three months, I'm going to focus on this and just see how it goes and see if it creates a little margin for you. Um, you know, there's been things that I've had to give up on my blog because it just eventually didn't feel like a right fit. I don't think it's wrong to try things. I don't think you should try everything all at the same time. But, you know, I've tried several times to do link-ups on my blog, mm. and they're really fun for a while, and then it becomes a huge expectation and weight on me, mm-hmm. and it's out of my personality style, and it's outside of my writing style, and um, you know, it just, it doesn't feed, um, my passion (laughs) to do some of those things like a, you know, a weekly link up or whatever. And it's so hard because I love writing about community and I love connecting women and encouraging them, um, you know, to be authentic and to write about great stuff. But the expectation of having that post always on the same day, every week and making sure that everything was set up and paying for it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. my, my blog doesn't make money. Um, you know, so it would, it just turned into something that really made me dislike what I was doing on my blog. Yeah. And it wasn't because of the people who were joining me because I thought they were amazing and I love their stories, but I really felt like, okay, I tried this and I thought it would be great. And I gave it a good run. I focused on it for a couple months And then it ended up that somebody else was opening a very similar link up. And I was like, you know what? I feel like this is my opportunity to say, listen, I'm claiming that margin back in my life Mm -hmm. where I don't have to do that anymore. I can let that plate drop. I have some place I can send everybody where they're going to have a much better experience. And I can just get back to my sweet spot, which is really just writing and encouraging women on my blog Mm -hmm. and not asking them to necessarily do anything, but just being a space where they can feel like, oh, okay, I can come here and just kind of take a deep breath and relax. Um, So I think that that's, I think that's the hard part about trying to do it all. Like I love trying new things and I have all the ideas. (laughs) I have all like a huge list of things I'd love to try, but I think it's good to really pick one and try it and be okay if it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's such a very fine balance to know when to push through on something and when to let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of can come back to our plan, knowing why we're blogging, knowing what our true passion is and, and what motivates us. 
and what's going to help our readers the most? Because I think that line right there is what derails more bloggers than just about anything else. Because either they'll stick with something that they're just sticking with because they're trying to just stick with it, not because it's (laughs) truly a passion, or they're just jumping around thing to thing and then not becoming successful because they didn't stick with it long enough. I I saw an act acronym, I think is the right word, um, of the word focus. And it stands for focus. I think it says focus on course until success. Oh, that's good. And I thought that was really good. (laughs) And and that's definitely something that I want to have more. My, as I may mention far too often, my personality type, like with Myers-Briggs, is ENFP. And that tends to be a, a starter and not so much a finisher. And so I love that because focus is something that can be hard for me. And that's why it is, like you mentioned, so helpful for me to plan uh, because then I always, no matter where my brain goes, I know what to come back to. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that when you have that plan and you know pieces of it, at least, because I don't think any of us really know, you know, exactly our entire voice, I think it changes and grows as we go through different seasons. You know, as we're writers, we sort of develop that as different experiences happen in our lives and we can um, just continue to grow. I think that our voice grows with us. Mm-hmm. And mine has certainly changed since I started blogging in 2009, where, you know, I'm actually afraid of even going back that far on my blog and looking at those posts because I think they're probably pretty bad. But I'm not sure why I brought them over, actually. Um, to my new site. I'm, I don't know why I kept everything, but I felt like it was this journal that I had to keep. But, um, you know, as we start to focus on trying, you know, maybe integrating one new thing into our plan, I think it really helps define that voice if you don't already know what it is, mm-hmm. because you'll figure out what feels comfortable and you'll figure out what your audience responds to and what they don't respond to. And I think that really helps figure out, okay, well, what's the need that they have? What does she need from my blog? And if she's not responding to what I think she needs, maybe I don't understand really why she's coming here. Right, right. That's so good. Yeah, just to know ourselves and to know our reader, and that's something that we can always come back to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so yeah, if if I I like to put things in order. So if as we've been talking, I've been taking some notes, and I was thinking that one way to really kind of balance things is to, one, have a plan. Mm-hmm. And then work in batches on that plan so that you can be focused instead of hopping around from different parts of the plan and working on all kinds of different things to be focused on a certain part for you know a decent length of time. And then three is just to learn to automate because the people who look like they're doing it all, the only reason they're doing so much is because they've been able to automate it. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether they have a, a routine, kind of like this we don't think about brushing our teeth. We just go in there and we're usually not even thinking about anything related to toothbrushing. We've just been doing it so much that we just put the toothpaste on the toothbrush and we get our toothbrush wet and we brush. But oftentimes we're doing something else. We're picking up the house or thinking about something else or doing whatever, but it's not something that we consciously do because it's so automated. And as bloggers, we need to implement that automation, whether it's getting up at a certain time and writing every day so that the actual process of writing is automated, mm-hmm. or whether that's figuring out um, ways to streamline our editing process or using different tools like Hootsuite or Buffer to automate some of our social media stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. buffer buffer is my go-to. That so my writing process because this is just how I do it is I usually I tend to write late at night. So after my daughter's in bed, I will sit in front of the TV in the dark with my laptop with something like Dancing with the Stars on TV. Something and deep and meaningful. So, something that well, here's the thing. I try to I tried. Okay, this is going to be really funny, but I really like the show Vikings, which I've never heard of it. Okay, it's on I think history or something, and it's really not family friend. Like it, it, they're Vikings. They do what Vikings did, um, and it's it, like, but it, it is shot so beautifully, and it is so pretty to okay, not the gross parts, but just the way they did it. That I can't write when it's on because I get so distracted. Mm. So I have to watch something like Dancing with the Stars, where I'm like, well, it's pretty music. I can keep that on. The that makes sense. It does actually have to be sort of mindless for me, like mindless TV works for me. Um, so I'll write a post at night and then schedule it to go live the next morning. And then I'll get up before my daughter. And that's when I schedule all of my tweets and Facebook and everything through Buffer. And then I don't have to think about it anymore. And it's all done and it goes out during the day. And then I'll respond live to people who comment on things. But then I'm not spending my entire day promoting my post. Right, right. Well, and you just did the whole thing right there. You planned it out, you wrote your content, then you batch put it into Buffer, and then Buffer automated the process of sending it out at the times when your readers are most likely to engage with it. Exactly. Very good. I love that. Um, so what are some tool, What are some other tools that you use to help automate things? Oh, well... Uh, gosh. Do you run with that or do you need a minute to think about it? Well, Buffer for me is really the one that I use the most to automate social media because I haven't found anything that will let me schedule Instagram. <laughs> so if you have a if you have an app for that, that would be fun. Um actually, um, actually oh wait. I was gonna say IFTTT or I never know how many T's there are in that. IFTTTTTTT. I know you can you can I know you can pull from Instagram. I'm not sure if you can automate to Instagram. So let me okay. let me look that up. Sorry, go ahead. No, I Pinterest and Instagram are the two that I haven't figured out how to schedule yet. But um I'm trying to think what else. The only other thing that I use, honestly, is the planning calendar and the blog planning kit. So I know what I'm supposed to be writing about and I don't miss deadlines. You get extra uh -huh. friend points for that. Woohoo. <laughs> uh, because I write for my own blog and I write um, for Encourage, and I write for Mothers of Daughters, and I write for Declare, and I write for Raising Generations sometimes, and, you know, those are deadlines that are important to me, because I like to keep my commitments, and so if I don't have it written down with the date that it's going to publish, and the date that it's due, usually the week before, so I don't forget about it, I it gets lost in the mush of my mommy brain, mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I use that, so and it helps me too to make sure I'm I know what I'm writing about. Sort of as I get blogging ideas, I can jot them down, but not feel like I have to go actually take an hour to write the post. Then I can make some notes and then go in and do it later. Yeah, yeah. I, I for me, calendaring has been huge. I now take any anywhere between Friday and Sunday. I will sit down and look at my calendar and everything that's due for the next week, everything that's important for me to accomplish the next week. And my favorite is the weekly page in the blog planning kit, just because my brain can handle about seven days at a time. 
Um, and, and without feeling overwhelmed. And so I'll just write out every every um, calendar commitment that I have in one color. And then in another color, I'll write out all of the big projects that I want to get done so that when I sit down during the week to get stuff done, I'm not swayed by this urgent email, you know, quote unquote, urgent email mm-hmm. uh, or, or that social media post that somebody commented on or whatnot. But I can focus on the things that I really need to get done. So that Weekly calendar page for me has been just phenomenally helpful. Um, and then I also really like Edit Flow. It's a WordPress, WordPress plugin, and it puts a, all your posts in a calendar format on your blog, but it also allows you to add um, special like metadata. So like for me, whenever I'm editing a podcast, there's all these things that I want to include on it. And I, whenever I sit down and my brain is fried, I can never remember what all those things are. And it just helps me to visually be able to look over in the sidebar of my WordPress dashboard or my WordPress post page and see, oh, first I need to do this. Next, I need to do this. And then I check the little boxes and it helps move me along in the process to just check the little boxes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, I pulled it up already, so I'm definitely going to check that one out. Uh, I, it's overkill for probably in general for me because it has lots of like contributor blog features where you can have a whole bunch of different um, draft stages. I forget what it's called. There's a technical term, but you know where you can have it in draft or you can have it pending review, and you can change all those to different statuses. Um, and then you can have comments and all kinds of different community type things for all your contributors. But for me, I just love that metadata thing. It really helps. And the calendar part, because then I can reschedule things because sometimes I'll interview somebody who has a book coming out. And so the, po- the podcast needs to go up at a certain date. So just being able to drag all that around and visually see it on a calendar helps. And <laughs> you can also, with that plugin, link that to iCal or Google Calendar. Um. And so then when I sit down with my little weekly page, I see in my regular calendar all my posts that are going up as well. Oh, I like that. And I think for me that would be really helpful because when you get different opportunities as bloggers, you know, whether you see somebody's accepting guest posts or there's an opportunity to do, you know, a webinar or a podcast or whatever comes through your inbox, I think then it's great if you can take the time to make a plan and prioritize your calendar like that, even if it's just a week or two in advance, you can see what margin you have. Mm -hmm. And you can look at the opportunity and say, does this fit in with the time that I have available? Does it fit in with what my passion is for what I'm doing on my blog and with my voice? And then you can say, yes, I have time for this right now. You know, I've got space, you know, in the next two weeks where I could really focus and write this guest post and make it really great and get it in before their deadline. Or you can look at your you know, month or six weeks or however far out you go and say, the season is not right for this opportunity for me. And that's okay. And that's the not doing it all part and being okay with saying, listen, just because I'm not doing it right now, doesn't mean that opportunity is going away forever Mm -hmm. and a different one will come up and it'll be in a season where I have some space to not make myself crazy staying up trying to meet these deadlines. And because being able to breathe (laughs) and realizing that, you know, even the bloggers who you look at who seem like they're doing it all, like they have huge audiences and they're writing books and they're doing these campaigns and these projects, they're taking breaks. They're disappearing offline 
you know, whether you see it or not, because they've automated things and they've scheduled posts and are using their archived content, mm-hmm. they're taking one and two week breaks to just say, I'm offline and I'm going to go spend time with my family and recover it and get all those words back <laughs> that I just <laughs> spent. And, you know, and I think that, you know, as much as we want to learn and adopt from what successful bloggers in our niche are doing, we also need to pay attention to what they're not doing. They're not working all year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. They're taking breaks yes, and they're making margin and they're trying to simplify and they're trying to automate. And so I think that, you know, if we're going to go on one hand and say, well, I want to adopt everything that they're doing, then I think we also need to balance that out and say, well, I'm also going to try to adopt everything they're not doing. That's so good. Well, you know, uh, Jesse Connolly, who I interviewed recently, and Haley Morgan do a thing, uh, what is it called? Uh something's weekend where they go off my brain. Oh, the analog weekend. Analog weekend. Thank you. Yeah. I I couldn't come up with that word. Analog weekend. So they go offline for the weekend. And so I just love that weekly rhythm that they have. And so for me, normally I'm, I'm online or on Instagram or something a lot, but just this past Sunday for Mother's Day, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't really need to post anything today. And it was just nice to not, be online and and do anything like that. And so I love that rhythm of not just, you know, every once in a while, which is fantastic. I know Tish Oxenrider takes the month of June off. I'm pretty sure it's the whole month. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Um, Which is amazing to mm -hmm. me. And then, and then how Jesse and Haley take the weekends off. And there's a lot of bloggers who take, you know, Sunday off or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, And so for me, like with this, with the summer coming up and my vacation coming up, I really, especially for my vacation, I don't want to have to do anything. I yeah. want to just be done. And I look forward to that time just sitting down and focusing and, and writing on one thing for fun. You, yes. And just having that freedom of not feeling like, oh, well, well, I also need to do this or I also need to do that. But just doing kind of whatever sounds fun to me and that isn't work because I don't need to do it because I already planned ahead and I got it done ahead of time so that I can take a break. Because I think that's another balance to to make that while we want to emulate bloggers who, you know, like Tish, who are doing great things and writing books and doing all this sort of thing, and then who take a blogging break, I want to, I personally want to take a blogging break. I don't want to take a blogging quit, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes. You know, I want to do the work so that I'm still being consistent for my readers, you know, because there might be, I'm particularly talking about Inspired to Action here, but there might be a mom who is just, you know, super discouraged and, needs a bit of encouragement and wants to listen to something while she's cleaning her house in the middle of a crazy summer day. And I want my content to be there for her. And I don't want to let her down in that sense. And so I want to take a blogging break for myself, but I also want to be professional enough to create the content ahead of time so that I'm taking a blogging break and not a blogging quit. I know that's not actually (laughs) a noun, but. But I think it's so important because if you don't plan those breaks where you're getting your head out of social media and away from just the day-to-day tasks that need to happen, I think you will quit because you'll burn out. And so So I think it's preventative. I think that, you know, whether you take Tuesdays off and that's your day not to do anything or whether it's Sundays or whatever day works for you, I think that those days where you can say, I'm not putting anything out, I'm going to spend a day soaking in. I'm going to read a book that's for fun and not because I have to do a review on it. And (laughs) 
you know, and I'm, or I'm going to read a magazine or I'm going to go on a hike or I'm going to go talk to a friend in real life over coffee. Whatever that thing is that fills you back up is going to make you a better writer and a better blogger because you're going to have life experiences then to put back into your writing and you're going to feel more connected to your readers because you also have a life, Um, you know, and then you're not going to hate it and get burnt out and not want to ever do anything and get, and you'll be able to feel confident in where you are in your blog and where your audience is and what your niche is and what you're doing because it's where you've been called to be. And you're not going to compare to what she's doing because you're going to feel good about where you are and not burn out. Mm -hmm. And you can cheer for her when she has successes and then you'll be much happier <laughs> as a writer because you won't have felt the need to do everything because we can't. We just can't all do everything. Mm-hmm. And we have to take those breaks. You know, I was at my kids' track meet. I promise this ties in uh, last <laughs> week. Well, we didn't talk about the weather yet, so you could always throw that into True. It. Well, it was absolutely downpouring during it. I mean, downpour. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> But I noticed watching all these kids, they were all elementary school age, so they weren't seasoned athletes with, you know, a plan going into every race. And the ones who tended to look to see where other people were were the ones that lost at the finish line. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. The ones who were just focused and just no matter who was next to them, in front of them, or behind them, but they were just focused on giving, you know, laying everything out there they were more often not just the ones who won the race but sometimes just the ones who won the crowd Mm, mm -hmm. too because it might have been the last kid across the finish line but if you could tell they were just giving it their all their whole way i mean we were just cheering for them because you could just see that in them and there is so much loss in in comparison and there you know there's a difference I think between competitiveness and comparison um, mm-hmm. if, if you're giving your all and everything that you have to cross that finish line as fast as you possibly can and not looking to the person next to you then you can be proud of whatever place you end up in and you don't feel like oh I lost to so-and-so you can say you know what I gave everything that I had and I, I think it's it can be the same in blogging because when we compare, I think another maybe good analogy is the races were run in heats. And so you you were not just racing against the people that you could see. Mm-hmm. You were racing against people in other heats as well. And so it was that much more important that you just gave everything that you had instead of comparing to the people beside you because there could be people faster in other races. So if you let up, then somebody else could win. So Obviously, blogging isn't about winning, but I just think that that analogy brings us back to the idea of the only thing that we are in control of, the only thing that we can improve or fix or change is really ourselves. And we want to cheer other people on because we there's some saying that says we are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. And so we want to cheer other people on because it spurs us on to run that much faster. But in the whole process, we just want to be doing our best. And if we're doing our best and we know that we're doing our best, then I think we can find so much comfort in that instead of the discouragement that often comes with comparison. Yes. Yes. So good, Kat. That was good. That was a little rambly, but I tried. No, that was good. No, that there's something to be said about just running your own race, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
being comfortable with the lane you're in and where you're headed and keeping your eye on that finish line because it's going to be different. It's going to look different than everybody else's. And I'm not sure why, uh, you know, it happens to me with blogging, but just in life in general for me that, you know, for me personally, you know, I have to remind myself that God created the universe and he's infinitely creative. And I can't imagine that he would have decided that we all need to blog the same way and serve the same way. And, um, you know, be in the same place and be in the same venues with the same size crowds as everybody, because then it's just noise. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I stop thinking I need to be exactly like somebody else, I can really enjoy and focus on the plans and the purpose and the goals that I have for where God has me right now. And then it all, all that extra stuff, all the things I feel like I need to add to the juggle and the to-do list and everything else, it all just, it can kind of fall away because you get that focus back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I can just take one last step to the track analogy, there was one little boy that I knew was really fast and he was running the mile and I knew he was going to do a great job. And I want to say he's in, he's either in sixth or fourth grade. I want to say actually that he's in fourth grade. And um, I knew he was fast. He's he he's the son of a friend of mine. And I was watching the race start, and I was telling all my friends, "Oh, he's really fast. We need to watch him." And he was in the middle of the pack for a good bit of the race. And I was like, "Huh? I thought he was really fast. I know he's racing against sixth graders, but I thought he was really fast." But then that last lap, he, you know, sped around the track, ended up breaking the meet record. And as a again, not sure if he's you know, eight or 10, but he ran the mile in like six minutes and two seconds. (gasps) And that's amazing. The only reason he did that is because he knew himself. He knew when he needed to hold back and he knew when he needed to go all out. And if he had gone all out at the beginning of the race, he wouldn't have won the race because he would have spent himself and everybody would have seen what he had and then would have passed him in the end. And so as bloggers, we need to know where we are at and where we need to be. If I'm in a season when I need to pull back so that I can be an authentic blogger because I'm blogging about motherhood, um, I want to be a great mom. And if I'm not authentic in that, then I'm just spending myself and there's really no point in what I'm doing online. And so as bloggers, we just need to know ourselves and where we are in life what our circumstances are and give the best that we have with the time that we have so that we don't overspend ourselves and then have nothing left at the end of the race. So you are winning with the sports analogies on this. I am all about sports. I could do a podcast on sports analogies. I think I love them. (laughs) I could. Um, Okay. So let's wrap it up here. Um, just a, a little recap so that you can leave this podcast and feel like you have something to do. I want you to go out there. I want you to make a plan. I have a kit for that if you want to check that out. Uh, you need to go out there, make a plan, and then figure out how you can batch some of your activities, whether it's email, social media, writing, whatever. Figure out how you can batch work on that. And then figure out how do you you can automate using tools like Buffer or Edit Flow or just whatever um, you know email tool that you want. Use to learn to automate some of the work that you have so that you can focus on your course until you're successful. And um, yeah, and take breaks too. That's good. Crystal, where can people find you and your awesomeness online? My awesomeness can be found, (laughs) which is just so funny. I love that. I'm going to put that on my business cards, I think. My awesomeness can be found at (laughs) 
crystalstein.me or on Twitter or Instagram. Both are at crystalstein, all one word. And that's usually where I hang out. Awesome. Well, we will have you back on the podcast this summer for more great conversations. So everybody be sure to stay tuned for more awesomeness from Crystal. And Crystal, I hope you have a fantastic day. You too, Kat. Thanks. Thanks. Talk to you later. Well, that's it for this episode of the How They Blog podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'd love to know how I can help you. My goal for this show is to help you build a blog that makes a difference. You have words and wisdom that others need to hear, and it's my job to help you spread your message. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, or questions for me, just head over to howtheyblog.com, click the contact button, and send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share the love, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or a view on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, just visit howtheyblog.com forward slash love and I'll show you how. As always, for all the show notes, more interviews and other resources to help you grow your blog, head over to howtheyblog.com. And until next time, this is Kat Lee and you've been listening to the How They Blog podcast.